Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 on KATX and KWBY, as Angela Robinson joins Terry Slavens to share important financial information to help you live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, estate and tax planning, and much more, all covered now on Life Planning 101. Well, a very pleasant good Monday morning. Yes, I said Monday morning. We're back on track with Life Planning 101 on Mondays after two weeks on Wednesdays. And we welcome in Angela Kennedy Robinson. Good morning, Angela. Good Monday morning. Happy New Year again. What a great new year we started off. And uh, I've got a fun topic today. So I thought, you know what? We talked about everything serious. We need to have a little fun in our life, right? Absolutely. Yes, and I say it's fun. It's actually very educational. We're going to be talking about estate planning and just some really dire do's and don'ts that most people do, Uh, but we're going to do it from a little bit of a different angle. I occasionally get these different, you know, articles and things in my newsletter of don't do what this celebrity did with their estate planning, and I read them, and so... One of them recently got my attention. I thought, you know, that'd be a fun show. It's the top 10 celebrity estate plans out there and put together a show on it um, because it is very educational. Obviously, we can learn a lot from them, you know, and what they do and don't because it doesn't matter if you're, you know, mega wealthy or you don't have hardly anything to your name. There's still basics that are very important. And the funny thing is, is that most of these celebrities didn't deal with the basics. They may have got the other stuff right, the hard stuff right, but they didn't do it with the basics, and that's where the fault came into play. So I've got a question today. Do you really want to die like a celebrity? <laughs> and I know that sounds weird, but, you know, we always say, do I want to be a celebrity or I'd love to be a celebrity? Well, I don't know if you'd want to die like one because all of their fame and money may be one thing, but... They aren't so different from the rest of us, like I mentioned, when it comes to these estate planning blunders. And so what I've got is the top 10 lessons to be learned from celebrity estate plans gone bad. Celebrity estate plans gone bad. Yes. So I'll go ahead and give you one before the break. Okay. Number 10, both Aretha Franklin, and I guess this is a musician thing, Aretha Franklin and Prince died in Texas. Now, in testament, what that means is that they didn't have wills, and their estates were subject to public probate. So when you don't have a will, and also their home state laws, but, you know, when you don't have a will, what ends up happening is that you really do. The state has one for you. It's just treacherous on your family because you have to go through a public probate process and you you are subject to what the state says will happen to your estate. And you think about Aretha Franklin didn't have a will. So however her assets were going to be able to pass her subject to the state that she lived in when she died. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. And although that's shocking, okay, they aren't alone. So I what I said is I wonder how many people actually do die in Texas. So I started Googling it. And there is statistic after statistic that shows that there is about an estimated 60% of Americans don't have a will. 60%. That's a huge number. 
no wonder our courts stay so busy, right? And, you know, if you want to talk about saving money and keeping money flowing in your family, do them a favor. Get a will, right? That simple. Doesn't make It's not that hard to do, and especially in today's world, and I'm obviously not an attorney, so I'm not going to advocate for anything one way or another, but just get a will. This is the bottom line, right? Right. So... Pretty simple stuff. When we come back, we've got nine other celebrity estate plans gone bad, so to speak, that you're not going to want to miss, and you definitely will learn a little lesson or two. Welcome back in segment two of Life Planning 101 on this marvelous Monday morning. Angela has some fun stuff to talk about today, talking about celebrities and their estates. Angela? That's right. And the top 10 lessons that we can all learn from so-called celebrity estate plans gone bad. I feel like this should be like on a reality show TV, you know, with, with all these kind of music behind it, big mansions in the background <laughs> that you're seeing. But in reality, there's so much that we can learn from them. I mean, my gosh, that's why we get them in our inbox all the time of, Oh, look at this celebrity and how they died and how they made all these mistakes. So we can learn from it. We can do better for our clients. But it's just amazing to me. Just just like we mentioned before the break, Aretha Franklin did not have a will. Prince did not have a will. I mean, something as simple as that, um, you know, just reminding us, hey, it's the new year. Go get your will. So number nine, we all remember Olympian Flojo, right? The track runner. Yes. She had a will. But she hid it. It was nowhere to be found. And because of that, her heirs spent four years probating her estate. You may be saying, well, that's just crazy. Why would she do that? A lot of people do it. A lot of people put their wills in, I guess, where the number one place is. Safety deposit boxes. Guess what gets locked down when you die? Your safety deposit box. That's exactly right. So you have to get a mandate from the court to even get that sucker open, and that can take forever to do that. So, you know, a lot of people hide them and say, oh, I want to put them in a safe place, but they don't tell anyone where it is. Um, We're real big with our clients and the families we work with and say, okay, where do you have these legal documents located? And we're going to put this in our file so we can help the survivors of that family when the time comes be able to locate those documents. And I know that sounds so silly and so simple, but it happens. It happens a lot. And just, I mean, think of the the pain and the, gosh, all the extra expense that was unnecessary in her situation just because she didn't tell someone where she hit her will. That's crazy. Yes. Number eight, we all remember Whitney Houston. And she did not have her will updated since her child was born. Okay, so this is the crazy part. Her child was actually over the age of 18 when she died. And the last time Whitney Houston had updated her will was before her child was born. Okay, we hear this all the time. But the craziest part about it is just she had some kind of, you know, boilerplate language inside of her will about when a child would receive inheritance. And so because of that, her daughter actually received a lump sum of seven figures upon her death. Now, I don't know about you, Terry, but I don't know many parents that are going to want their 18-year-old to have seven figures of cash all at once. No, they're not ready for that. They're not ready for that. So bottom line here, review your will. 
If you haven't, and we we did a whole show on this not too long ago. If you haven't looked at your documents within the last couple of years, just pull it out. Look at it. See if it actually says what you want it to say. Can't tell you how many times we see people with things that are just completely out of line. And it's not just, you know, like something like this. It's you can disinherit people. You could um, have unintentional beneficiaries just because you aren't reviewing that will. So make sure you do that. Number seven, Jurassic Park authors. Michael Crichton and Heath Ledger, both of them, left their children out of their wills unintentionally. How, may you ask? Crichton's daughter hadn't been born. His wife was actually pregnant when he died. His will didn't provide for unborn children. Ledger hadn't updated his, and his will didn't provide for future children. So bottom line here, include the unborn. In fact, um, <laughs> I had we had our, our legal documents done a couple years ago, and I remember redoing them. And I remember saying when I got the first draft, like, oh my gosh, we didn't provide. It just had our son Seely in there. We did not provide for a future son, or and we knew. I mean, we've been in the process of adoption for five years, so we knew we were trying to do this. But as simple as that. You know, you might leave something off just because you forgot. So make sure, and it doesn't have to be your children, your grandchildren. Make sure you include the unborn that might be in your family because the worst thing that you, you know, have happen is much like, you know, Jurassic Park author Michael Crichton, if someone's pregnant and they get left out just because it's been updated in time. Pretty simple. Number six, and then we're going to go to break. Marilyn Monroe right? Everybody knows who she is. Beautiful blonde in a white dress. Died in 1962. 1962. Take a guess of when her estate was actually closed out. 1965. 2001. Wow. So, due to the way that her will was written, there was actually an unintentional beneficiary to her estate. See, she was good friends uh, with a, a gentleman by the last name of Strasburg. And he, at the time, you know, when he stood to inherit it, she, he had a, his wife and she knew him and everything else. But by the time the estate was already starting to settle, Strasburg was on his third wife. And Strasburg died. So guess who ended up with most of Marilyn Monroe's estate? The third wife? Never, yeah, someone she never even knew, the third wife. And it took till 2001 to pan it out. And you can actually look it up. Strasburg, Anna Strasburg, she sold most of Marilyn Monroe's possessions because she had no partiality to them. So be clear when you're doing your estate plan. Make sure you have backup beneficiaries spelled out, residual beneficiaries. A lot of times people just say, well, my child. Well, what if something happens to your child? Well, their children. Well, there's no backup to that. Go further out. Make sure you've got it clear because, number one, this stayed in probate for almost 40 years. And then, number two, it ended up going to somebody that she didn't even know. Crazy. When we come back, we have five more celebrity estate plans that gone bad and lessons that you can learn from them right here on Life Planning 101. Final segment, Life Planning 101, right here on KTX KWI. Angela has five more celebrities with some tall tales about their estates. This is right. And lessons that all of us can learn. Isn't it amazing that here are these 
huge, bigger-than-life people, right? Yet they die just like the rest of us with some of the same things that the rest of us end up dealing with when our, you know, family members die because they didn't get their stuff together. It's amazing, you know, just these little bitty things, like including the unborn in your estate plan or making sure someone knows where someone is or making sure you have more beneficiaries than one spell that's very important. So, you know, these are all great points. And one of which, the next one, um, you know, it's not just to do with estate planning, but we always talk about those living legals and how important those are. So Casey Kasem, right? America's top 40 countdown. Everybody knows him if you've been alive in the last 20 years. And everybody knows what a mess his estate has been. Yes. And his, and it's not just his, his estate. His heirs, you know, put his legacy to rest. No, no one thinks about him being American top 40 countdown now. Everything is about what you just said how big a mess everything is because the public fights that they've actually endured, um, his end-of-life treatment, you know, we talk about uh, living legals, the directives to physicians, medical powers of attorneys, how important it is to talk to your entire family about these documents, not just have them, and talk to them while they're all in the same room, sitting there together so they hear you say the same thing. It is extremely important because he had a blended family. Well, blended families are complicated. They just are. And no one's ever going to agree when it comes to end of life and it comes to money and it comes to all of these things. Well, they didn't either. End of life treatment, his remains, there was actually alleged accusations of a corpse kidnapping. Think about that. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So bottom line is don't forget the details and verbalize them to all of your family, not just one or two people. Everybody needs to know how you feel so that when the time comes, the good Christmases and Thanksgivings can happen, right? Right. Number four, I would be amiss to leave him off the list, Michael Jackson, right? Right. His estate, believe it or not, may be become as famous as he was. So he did everything right except one thing. He forgot to fund his trust. So he got all his fancy-dancy estate planning set up, and guess what? Never funded it. How many times do we see that as advisors? I cannot tell you. Nine times out of ten, people have a trust, and it's not funded. You heard that. Nine times out of ten. They get all this fancy work done by an attorney, and it never gets funded. So you just totally wiped out every reason that you did all of that planning. It doesn't, it doesn't work. Nothing happened. So since his death, Michael Jackson in 2009, right, his family has been fighting it out in probate court. And guess what? There's no end in sight. Had he had it in the trust? Who knows? At least it'd be private. Not everybody would know about it. And the attorneys are the ones that are racking up the, uh, the charges and making all the money right now. That's exactly right. So if you've got a trust, make sure it's funded. And if you don't know what that means, make sure you're asking, what does that mean? Because even if you don't know, don't make assumptions. It's too important. Why did you set it up in the first place? Privacy. Make sure things go where you want them to go. Protect your heirs. Protect us from divorce or second marriage or whatever it is. It doesn't matter. reason you set it up, it's 
just as important to make sure that it's funded as it is its roots. So important. Can't express that enough. Have I said it's important? <laughs> <laughs> Number three, okay, the Sopranos, James Gandolf. Okay, so he went to extensive lengths to put his estate plan in place. He actually was uh, took a long time to do it. It was a big ordeal. But guess what? He didn't finish it before he died. So a whopping, ready? 55% of his estate was paid in taxes. Bottom line, don't procrastinate. Just get it done. Don't draw it out. Just get it done. I always say done beats perfect every time. You can always go back and amend something. And if your attorney's telling you you can't amend something, maybe you need to get a new attorney. <laughs> right. So, number two. This is probably my favorite on the list from a story perspective, just because I think uh, this is an often area that's an overlooked area, and we've actually had subjects about this. We've had guest speakers about this on the radio show before, and it's extremely important. Yet people don't want to face the facts. And there was a lady by the name of Doris Duke, American Tobacco Company era. She was a victim of elder abuse late in life. And because of that abuse, much of her fortune ended up going to her butler. This is right, her butler. She befriended him, you know, several years before she died, and she actually ended up disinheriting her own daughter during that same period. And he was named as the executive of our state. He was like a chair of our foundation. And after two years of that estate and foundation interviews, her daughter was able to get him removed from those positions, okay? And that was after he'd already taken a lot of money, right? Right. And yet, it wasn't free and clear. She got him removed, but he still got a settlement for $4.5 million and a $500,000 a year stipend. $500,000 a year? This is right, okay? So the bottom line here is protect your estate from yourself. You have no idea what you're going to be victim of later on in life. I guarantee you if she was in her right mind, that would have never happened. Um, and we see this all the time. I've shared horror stories with you about victims of elder abuse, and it happens over and over and over again. So if you're married, while you're married, I highly suggest that you work on your estate planning and put it, you know, with law, solid locking keys ahead of time. Make sure all your kids are present. You have an advisor at hand. You have a trusted confidant that is a third, you know, third-party fiduciary that is off the label. They're, they're not even part of the situation to make sure that things go the way that you intended them to go. And here's a prime example why that needs to happen. Huge, huge issue. And I saved the best for last, and it is the king of rock and roll, right? Elvis. <laughs> he wasn't just the king of rock and roll, though, Terry. He was the king of the largest percentile estate tax bill that I could find. He didn't do any planning. Imagine that. Never would have guessed. And his estate was taxed at, are you ready for this? A rate of 70%. So the bottom line, right? Number one, it pays to plan. You've got to do it. So at the end of this, I don't know about you, but maybe celebrity life or death isn't all it's cracked up to be, <laughs> so to speak. But our 
hope in telling you this, telling you these 10 items, and by the way, if you want to see them, you can go on our uh, website. They're going to be there in our life planning archives, um, you know, kennedy-financial.com, is that you're going to learn something from them. It's going to prompt you to go back and relook at what you've done or to get the ball rolling and just do something in regard to your estate planning so that your family isn't left with that kind of mess. And our hope is, is that you're going to use us at Kennedy Financial Services, abuse us at Kennedy Financial Services for what we know and the experiences that we've had um, the education that we put ourselves into, force ourselves into to make sure that this doesn't happen to the families that we work with. And it's extremely important for you and your family. And I always say, you know, estate planning isn't about you. It's about your loved ones. So if you really love your loved ones, you need to get it right. Absolutely. Good information. Yes. My name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services here in the great town of Eastland, Texas. We wish everyone a very happy new year. God bless you. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on KATX and KWBY for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates, Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC, Kennedy Financial Services, Incorporated, is an independent of Calton and Associates Incorporated and Smart Money Group LLC.